peace. What up, kings and queens? It's your boy Jacoby Ryan once again for week number 24 of the More I Know, The More I Don't podcast, man. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. Of course, uh, you are now listening to week number 24, episode number 24, I Don't Know, uh, which just dropped this past Friday. Uh, so thank y'all for tuning in. Of course, if this is your first time, I appreciate y'all tuning in and giving this a chance and uh, giving me y'all's time. I appreciate it, and I hope this provides you value. Uh, for those who are coming back, who are returning returning listeners, I appreciate y'all. As always, y'all the shit. Um, y'all, I mean, y'all power everything I do. I appreciate y'all um, caring and giving me the opportunity to provide you some value. So, uh, yeah, man, um, as, as y'all know, uh, The More I Know, The More I Don't is a podcast based on um, documenting my uh 52 and 365 campaign so basically uh for every week of the 2019 i'm putting out a new song new video and new podcast and the podcast basically explains the story behind the song as well as i give my two cents on whatever i want to talk about that day um so uh today of course week 24 um we're looking at the uh single title i don't know produced by my dog cuban J who is fucking cold and we got some other joints um coming out later this year um uh, but yeah i don't know uh, produced by cuban j uh, of course the video is always shot by ms line studios without further ado uh let's get into it so what i want to talk about first of course week 24 um i don't know just came out the song i don't know and i want to talk about a little, a little bit about that. Um, I want to talk about how I, I can't, why I can't respect bold predictions. You know what I'm saying, um, a lot of people tend to like say something's gonna happen in the future, or they try to explain something that happened, and they act like they knew or they know. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I just can't respect that, and I'm gonna talk about why. Uh, let me, let me start with just a story about the Mona Lisa, you know what I'm saying? Most of us know about the Mona Lisa. It's known as the most treasured piece of art in the world, uh, so on and so forth. Um, and it has a story behind it. It, it kind of explains what I'm saying. So the Mona Lisa, back when it was popular, back when it was in the Louvre, um, it actually wasn't even the most popular piece in the in the museum it was in, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they said that back in the day, at the height or, or when the, when the artist was alive, uh, which I think was uh, uh, not Van Gogh, but um, Da Vinci, I want to say. Uh, one of them two. Some would have been in it when he was alive. Uh, it wasn't even the most popular uh, piece of art in the museum that it was in. They said it had cost like 90,000 francs. And the most popular piece in the museum cost like 600,000 francs. You know what I'm saying? So that's a... That gives you a scale as far as like how much it wasn't seen as the best piece of art back in the day. Um, so what happened was um, some cat came in and stole the Mona Lisa out of the museum. You know what I'm saying and then he stole it for like two years or a certain time, like a long time. And then his dumb ass tried to sell it to somebody. And of course, when you try to sell a Mona Lisa, like it's only one, like you're going to get caught, my nigga. So he got caught selling it. And the Mona Lisa got put back into the museum. So since it had this story behind it of somebody stealing it, the value of it went up a lot. You know what I'm saying? A hell of a lot. And 
as this happened, as it got put back into the Louvre, some of the other artists around, uh, or I'm sorry, it got put back in and the value went up. You know what I'm saying? So time went on and artists seen the Mona Lisa and its value and it was like, man, like, I should, like, do a, do something to this. Like, the artist just decided to put a mustache on a woman, I think, as a parody. You know what I'm saying? And then mad other artists was like, you know what? I think that's that's funny. Like, I want to do that, too. And so, like, Salvador Dali did it. Um, Andy Warhol did it. Mad different artists made parodies of the Mona Lisa. So that increased the value even more of the original piece of the Mona Lisa. Um so fast forward to now, and if you go to the Louvre, supposedly, I ain't been to the Louvre myself yet, but they say when you talk to art, ex, like I said in art in air quotes, uh, art experts, they say, when they give the story of the Mona Lisa and how it came to be, a lot of the times they don't mention the, 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 the thieving of, of the piece and the different backstories, and they'll just say that it's popular and that it's supposed to be the best piece of, or the most treasured piece of art today simply because it has perfected every mode, medium of, of art. You know what I'm saying? They're saying that it, the techniques are perfect, and it's this per- perfect piece of art that was made that acts as like a, a goal or aspiration for artists, so to say, which is complete and utter bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Where the reality of it is, is the most treasured piece of art really because it's just fucking lucky. You know what I'm saying? And that's the case in most cases. And that's my issue with these bold predictions or these bold opinions about things is that people be so confident in these things, but this results in even more bullshit being peddled and pushed for the for the rest of the of time just because you wanted to feel like you knew what you were talking about um in the in the in the moment. You know what I'm just because you wanted to feel like an expert and you didn't want to put the work in to really find out what's going on or you didn't want to admit it's not because somebody was just this master artist. In the reality, it was just because it was lucky, which happens to most things. You know what I'm saying? So uh, starting with that, like I want to talk about uh, just along that same same vein where you have like these journalists and these commentators today. When, when something happens, they feel like they have to explain it. You know what I'm saying? And what they do is, like, something happens that's crazy, and they'll say, this was inevitable because, and then they'll look at the characteristics of what happened already and what's happening now and, and, and what, what the results are, and they'll say, this was inevitable because of these things. And it's like, you're not saying nothing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody has witnessed what you just articulated. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, you, you didn't, like, have this uncanny ability or knowledge or, or or way to find out things and then give them to us like there's that's not what's going on like and and, and as an example it's like so say uh uh Jurassic Park comes out or a new dinosaur movie comes out you know what I'm saying and the and the box office goes crazy and now all these journalists are saying yeah dinosaur movies are uh, guaranteeing the box office is because the dinosaurs were this color and they made this noise and this all. Meanwhile, just two months ago, a dinosaur movie completely flopped. You know what I'm saying? Or, or in the same week, in a whole other country, uh, the same dinosaur movie flopped. So it's like, 
y'all journalists are giving out this information as if it's fact when it's not. You know what I'm saying? It's just what you feel and you want to be seen as an expert because that's what you feel pressured to feel since you have that title. And you just you you you, you want to act like like you're saying something when all you're doing is describing what all of us are already looking at and have already seen. And that's just a corner to me. And then, like, another, I mean, like a Belize, it could be a, a new Belize, uh, a singer from Belize, you know what I'm saying? Where they make a hit song, and now uh, all the music blogs and writers want to say, oh, the Belize, the, the music of Belize has these elements in it that um, resonate with American audiences, when in reality, the, there's hundreds of Belize artists and music out here right now on iTunes that don't get listened to at all by, by Americans, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, you you can even go to like in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? When some when some development happens, or when some somebody wins a game, and these Twitter journalists or, or commentators act like they're experts and say, "Oh, this thing happened," and then they'll tell you, they'll describe what you've experienced this whole season, or, or you've seen with your own eyes this whole time. And then they'll say, "This was inevitable because of these things." It's like. Be uh, a quote that I, uh, I read recently said, "Beware of people who claim to predict the future, but only show retrospective proof." And I thought that was that was big. You know what I'm saying? Like that's huge because because like that's you like first off, nobody can predict the future. You know what I'm saying? And when you when you act like you're making these predictions, but all you're doing is based on what's happened in the past, like you're misleading mad people. You know what I'm saying? You're sending a lot of people down the wrong road. And like another reason why I, I, I and this is my last one, I, I'll get to the next thing. But um, accountability, you know what I'm saying? Like when cats say shit like, like at the beginning of the season, you know what I'm saying? Of the NBA season. Mad people was like, the Warriors are going to win, so on and so forth. This team going to win. It's going to be easy, so on. And, like, they stood by it as if it's a certainty. Like, they'll argue with you about it like it's a certainty. That's how much they'll try to argue. Like, they'll try to – that's how much they believe in it. They'll try to argue with you about it. When there is literally no human, realistic, rational way to tell who's going to win the finals. But they'll stand by it like it's a certainty. And then – so say that shit happens, then they all on all in your ear like I told you, this is what I said, didn't I say it? But then in the 99 percentile when it does when it does not happen, what you said does not happen, you don't you can't you're not accountable for it. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be held accountable for it. That's why I can't respect that because it's easy to sit here and say this is going to happen or this happened for this reason. You know what I'm saying? But and then when you write, of course, you want to feel right. I'm saying that's the whole reason you said it in the first place, so you can big yourself up. But when it doesn't happen, you don't got to face the accountability for the fact that you was wrong and you were saying bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And it just it, it had no substance to what you were saying. And what happens is like these people peddle these ideas that are like not true, and they just like they're completely it's complete vanity. I'm saying we're like people are just saying these things because they want to feel they want to win an argument or because they want to come off as an expert or because they feel pressured to live up to the name or their title of an expert or 
they uh they're too scared to admit that they don't know shit, you know what I'm saying? Or or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? This that that fear or that act, that gesture leads us down the wrong path. You know what I'm saying? If we were just like, yo, I don't know, or if we was like, yo, this is just what I think, things would help I think that would help out a lot. If I was just like, I think the Warriors are gonna win this year. Or I think that the movie did good this weekend because of this reason. Or I think that this artist is dope because of that. You know what I'm saying? Not like that sounds a lot different than saying the Warriors are gonna win. Or the dinosaur movie was good because it had scales that were that looked like holographic Pokemon cards. Or if I was like the Belize singer is is dope because whatever, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no way for me to know. And that's the thing, is like so much that's happened in our that happens in our world is 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 a, a result of a lot of different factors with one of them being commonly luck. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we can't, we can't act off probabilities. Like, I feel like that's dangerous acting off probabilities and rules of thumbs and generalizations. Um, especially when it's based in vanity, you know? All right, man. So week 24, episode 24, I don't know. Produced by my boy Cuban J. <clears throat> uh, let's get into it, man. So, like, I was sent this beat probably two or three years ago. Um, I wrote to it over that span. Um, probably finished it at the beginning of this year. Um, and started it probably two years ago. Um, where this song, man, was just... Like, when I heard the beat, it was really, like, soulful. It felt soulful. Um, it felt, like, really intrinsic. And I just wanted to to really, like, like I guess one of my goals kind of, like, indirectly or um, subconsciously is to make it cool for people to say, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's to make it okay for people to admit that we don't know shit um, and quit faking the funk. Or quit manipulating people. Or quit acting like whatever for your vanity. You know what I'm saying? Or for your um, insecurity. Or for your fear. Whatever it may be. Um, I just want to make saying I don't know be cool. And be okay. And be accepted. You know what I'm saying? So like when I wrote it. That's basically what it was about. You know? Because me being somebody who admits I don't know when I don't know. Like, you got to understand, when you're around people who don't have the capacity, wherewithal, or self-awareness to say, I don't know, to admit I don't know, and and I say I don't know, like, those people try to pounce on me saying, this is why, or this is why it is, or of course it's for this reason. And I'm not the type of nigga to be like, to, to nitpick your argument and break your shit down. I'm just like, word, cool. That's how you feel? Word, cool. I ain't even finna have a conversation with you about it because then people like too caught up in, in they self, you know? And, and I, I've been there too. And I, that's why I'm saying like, I don't, like I, I, I get it that we're this way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I just want to make it cool for, for us to understand like it's, we ain't got to be this way. Um, so like when I say like, when I, I I ain't afraid to say that I don't know and I don't need nobody else to help me. It's like, I'm willing to tell you, I don't know. 
But I'm also willing to tell you that I don't need you to help me. Like, I'm not telling you I don't know because I need you to help me. I'm telling you I don't know because I don't know, you know. And I think that's another thing is, like, when people say I don't know, a lot of the times as a byproduct, we just automatically assume that they're asking us to teach them. That's not the case. Like, most of the time when I say I don't know something, I don't want you to teach me about it. I don't want you to tell me about it. If I want you to tell me, I'm going to ask you, what is that? You know what I'm saying? If I say, I don't know, I'm just letting you know, like, bro, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the time when I say, I don't know, I've done the research or I've done some research to find an answer, to find the answer. But all the research I've seen was inconclusive. And it was like, I don't know. Like, it could be this. It could be that. It could be this. A lot of the time when I say, I don't know, people come up and say, oh, this is what it is. And what they're so certain it is is what I've researched and saw before, but I've also researched and saw other things that have conflicted with that. There, there aren't any proven, there, are, there isn't any proven evidence that, to show one is true and one, is, one, is, one isn't, you know what I'm saying? And if I ask them about it, then they're like, oh, no, that's not, that's nothing. That's, they'll, they'll, they'll just make some shit up because it's confirmation bias, you know what I'm saying? It's they, whatever works for what they think is what they want to peddle, you know what I'm saying? And it's human. Um, but I, that's why I like, I feel like when you, when we admit that we don't know, we also have to prepare ourselves to, to maneuver and learn how to, how to, how to, how to handle people who aren't aware enough to say, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that can take a long time and that can be very, uh, taxing, but it's important. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like, like my, I prefer science over expertise. I guess I would say, like science, like, like science, people don't know, like science is all theories. Like scientists are like, when, when they do experiments, they say, and they have a hypothesis and then they uh, have the experiment and they see the results. They're like, okay, this is what happened. This is what happened based on the times that we experimented. This is what we think it is. It's not, this is what it is. It's like, that's never what science is. It's like, we've tried it these many times. This is our theory and this is what we think it is. Whereas, so these are the people who are actually doing the work saying this. You know what I'm saying? Scientists are in here uh, doing shit in, the, in, in these, in whatever spaces they're in, doing the work, admitting that they don't know. Yeah, you have the people who are in Washington, D.C. who haven't done shit to produce. They haven't done any of the work to know anything. Yet they're certain in everything that they say. You know what I'm saying everything that they say. This is what it is. This is what it is. This is what it is. Like it's all manipulation. You know what I'm saying? And it's lazy and it's corny and it's not uh, 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 moral. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hella unethical. And I, I just I, I can't get with that mentality. Um, and then also, uh, like just be, just like admitting that like yo this life shit man like. I was telling somebody the other day, um, this fifty twenty sixty five thing, man. Like I'm doing this all all year, every week, and it's something that I think is really dope, you know. But I don't know what's gonna come out of this. Like I could do all this shit and not get no no return next year, or no return at any point this year, or no return in the next five years. I could do all this for no reason, but fuck it. Like I want to do it, so I'm gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? And this is what I what I what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. So that's what I'm saying. Like like. And I don't know how this can go, but but I but I don't need nobody else to uh, to tell me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna find out. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know how this is go- gonna go. I don't know if this is gonna work. 
and I'm, 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 I got the nuts enough to admit that and still do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that there's power in that. I think there's power in saying I'm so faithful in myself that I'll tell you I don't know what I'm doing and do it anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's powerful to me. And then of course in the in the in the verse, like there's a a lot that I went over. Um, but I, I will say that one of my favorite lines is that um, Mama said that it'd be days like this. Either I'm gonna raise my hand, or if they're gonna see these hands, I'm gonna raise my fist. That's one of my favorite lines for sure. I ain't gonna front. Um, but that's pretty much. Um, I don't know. You know what I'm saying like that's one of my 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 take on it. Where it's just like don't be afraid to say you don't know. You know, and because and, we nobody knows anything. You know what I'm saying, and the ones who say that they know are just misleading everybody else. Um, so don't don't join that. Don't don't be in that. Um, but at the same time, li- live your life. Like I ain't. My podcast purpose is not to tell anybody what to do. It's just to tell you what I tell myself. Um, but I know sometimes I might get caught up and, and, and try to give advice or tell you don't do whatever. But, like, live your life, man. I just can only do what I what I do, you know. Um, but this is week 24. I don't know. Man, we almost halfway through this thing. Um, y'all get questions together, man, because I'm, uh, I'm going to take questions at the middle of this and answer any questions. And I also... I need feedback, man. Like I, ha- I haven't gotten any from from really anybody uh, since I've asked for it. I mean, for the the first six months. So like, throw me some feedback. Show me some reviews. Uh, show me some ratings. Like help help a brother out, man. Um, I'm considering going to Patreon. Let me know how y'all feel about that. But like, uh, talk to the boy. You know what I'm saying. Let me know how y'all feel about things. Uh, what what can be better. What's been doing good? Uh, what the value that you get out of it? Like, if it, it helps me to know, for for you to articulate to me what you get, like what's valuable from this, so that I can move forward and build my brand with those strengths in mind, so that I can accentuate those strengths, so that I can reach more people and provide more of that value. Um, that's why I need your feedback. Like when I ask for feedback, I'm not asking for feedback. For you to tell me I have a great song, for you to tell me I did a great podcast, and for you to tell me I did great. Like, that's not what I'm asking for. Like, I want you to say, yo, you could have did this better. I didn't really understand this. Um, I get a lot of value when you talk about this. Uh, when you talked about this, this was really dope. Um, this didn't sound too good. Like, let me know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to build, and I and I want to build with y'all because y'all can give me an outside-in perspective. So, uh, yeah, man, um, we 24, I don't know. Produced by Cuban J, uh, music video by Emma's Line Studios, engineered by Joey Sativa, which every song for the rest of this year is engineered by Joey Sativa. Um, he done came through clutch. Um, and yeah, man. Um, so thank y'all for listening once again. This is another week, week number 24, episode 24. The Mondo Tomorrow Don't Podcast. I don't know. Y'all have a great rest of the week. Be great and be grateful. Peace.